From Brimberian to Bosherston for Pembrokeshire. From Pembrokeshire, this is Pure West Radio. Pure West Radio News. I'm Charlie James and here's the latest for Pembrokeshire. 684 new cases of the coronavirus have been recorded in the Weldar Health Board area according to the latest figures released by Public Health Wales on Friday reflect the Covid cases for the end of last week. The figures showed that there were 367 new cases in Carmarthenshire, 229 in Pembrokeshire and 88 in Ceredigion since the last report. A man was found guilty of driving without insurance in Pembroke Dock. Steve Camp originally pleaded not guilty to the charge. He was found guilty at Haverford West Court on October 4th. Camp of Bush Street in Pembroke Dock was found to be driving on the street. He lives with no policy of insurance in force. The incident took place in April and Camp submitted his not guilty plea in July. Present at Haverford West Court, Camp was fined £180 and had six points added to his licence. Cat owners in the Haverford West area are being warned to be on their guard following unconfirmed reports on social media of a cat thief posing as an RSPCA officer. Reports state that a man wearing a white shirt and a tie with three stars on each of his shoulders has been spotted in the Trafalgar Road and Courts area of Haverford West. The man's reported to be driving a larger plain white van and when questioned about his activities it's understood that he has said that he was going around picking up stray cats. The warning has been posted by an admin of the Facebook group Pembrokeshire Pets Lost and Found, who has not witnessed the man but has been told about his activities. The admin of the group said, I feel duty-bound to put an alert out just in case this man is indeed stealing cats. If you do cite this individual and are sceptical, the most important thing is getting a picture of the van and its registration. This can then be relayed to the authorities. If you have a genuine concern, then please ask to see some form of ID that proves they are indeed a rescue worker. If they refuse, then just snap a picture and leave it at that. They can be ruled out pretty quickly after that. The warning follows reports in England earlier this year of a person posing as an RSPCA officer in an attempt to steal dogs. At the time, the charity said that legitimate RSPCA officers will display identification upon request, as well as proper uniforms with the charity's logo. Members of the public can ring the RSPCA's National Call Centre on 0300 1234 999. David Powis, police officers were reported to Tembe after several reports of scammers knocking on doors and pretending to be workmen. The police first received a report at 1.25 on Tuesday, October 5th of an attempted scam in the Milton Meadows area of Tembe. David Powis said that some workmen in a black pickup approached an elderly couple in their home stating that they were working on and removing trees in a neighbouring property and needed to remove a tree of theirs because it was diseased. It was claimed that this would cost them around £400. The couple checked with their neighbours on the validity of these claims and they confirmed that they did not have them working on their trees. The elderly couple had not given them any money and by the time they returned the men had left. The police have published a list of what to do before answering the door and to remain alert to rogue traders or cold callers. Some of the guidance advised is don't sign anything on the spot. Always ask for an identity card and look up the organisation to check the person's identity. And it's okay to say no. Remember, it's your doorstep and your decision. If you feel pressured for any reason, ask the person to leave. And remember, if in doubt... 
keep them out. I'm Charlie James, and that's the latest for Pembrokeshire. Follow Pure West Radio on Instagram at Pure West Radio. But for you, I guess you moved on really easily. You found a new girl, and it only took a couple weeks. Remember when you said that you wanted to give me the world? That you've been working on yourself I guess the therapist I found for you Should really help Now you can be a better man For your brand new girl Getting everything you want You bought a new car and your career's really taking off It's like we never even happened, baby Tell me what is up with that And good for you, it's like you never even met me Remember when you swore to God I was the only person who ever got you Well, screw that and screw you You will never have to hurt the way you know that I do Noswaitha and a very good evening to you. It is Monday evening, which means it's time for another instalment of Pure West Sport. And a very good evening. You are listening to Pure Sport in association with Pembrokeshire Properties. Welcome home. If you've got a property to sell, they are the people to sell your property with, with a 95% success rate in sales in their first quarter. Not bad. 
Back to sport. It has been another busy week of sport around Pembrokeshire and indeed internationally with Tyson Fury getting probably a one of his most famous victories to date is he now completely undisputed as one of the heavyweights of his era as he so claimed we'll be discussing all of that and more after eight o'clock when we will be joined by fraser watson and gordon thomas and of course not only will we be joined by those two but we'll also have former wales international scrum half mike phillips joining the show as well He's committed to putting the jersey back on for Whitland where it all began. Let's hear what that's all about after 8 o'clock. But turning our attention to right now, it's Tom Dyer, not Ben Stone. You've probably noticed as well. He's away. He's been back running Manchester Marathon just a week after doing the virtual marathon as well. So I think that we'll give him his, his, due, his due applause when we come back after 8 o'clock. But before then, we'll be talking go-karting netball triathlon rugby and football it's all to come before eight o'clock and we're going to start off with go-karting not something that we've talked about much on pure sport previously but over the last well last week over six days six evenings there was the west wales karting paul satori challenge a 90-minute Le Mans-style challenge which took place over heats and the grand final, which was on Friday. Now, Pure West Radio, we did enter a team on the heats. We weren't there. Well, we weren't on the track on Friday. I was there on Friday. And I caught up with one of the members of the winning team. Harvey, a very young man, left with one of the gold trophies and nearly the new track record. Take it away, Harvey. Well, it's Friday night and I've spent my evening at West Wales Karting in the Haverford West Showground where the West Wales Karting Paul Satori Challenge has been taking place over the last six nights. It's an endurance event, Le Mans style, where teams of four take it in turns to race for 90 minutes. And I'm here now with Harvey. And Harvey, why am I stood with you now? What have you got in your hand? Got first place trophy. First place trophy. And who did you represent? I represented Ross Scott at dental surgery. And you also, tonight, raised the most amount of money. You ended up with pole position as well, didn't you? I think so, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> this competition is strange, isn't it? And you would have had your heat in the week. Yeah. And uh, you fundraised to, to get onto the pole position there, so you qualified 1-2 from your heat. Yeah. And this evening, you had pole position. You didn't really lose it throughout the whole race, did you? Oh, no, we kept our position pretty firm. We defended the whole race, so it was a good race, yeah. Yeah, and is this something that you do regularly, go-karting? Oh, yeah, I come every Friday with my dad's mates and some of my mates as well, so, it's, yeah, it's good fun. Yeah, do Ross Cottage, do they do a part of that league as well? Is that That's a league, isn't it, that they have here? I think so, yeah, mm-hmm. I think so, yeah. But Ross Cottage is my dad's dental surgery, so that's who we're representing. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> and did you have one stint in the car or two? I think I only, I only had one. You had one stint. Yeah. So for those listening now, the challenge event, there's four, there's, there's four t- uh, riders in a team, but someone has to go twice because yes. of because of the rules that they have. Yeah. Did, what was your strategy? Our strategy was to get the quickest people out there first, and then when we were in front, we got Brett, who was slightly heavier than us, to just defend that position. And at the end, we just got Terry out again, who was one of the quickest in our team, and he just got a quicker lap again. Fantastic. And the lap times, are you aware of what your lap times were? Uh, I, I got a 20.384 which was the fastest lap time until someone broke it today, so I'm gutted. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. you, were, you were pipped to the post this evening. Yeah, until one of the last laps, so yeah, it would have been the icing on the cake, so. Oh, 
it was a very, very, very fast race. So Pure West Radio, we had a team in on Wednesday. Our fastest time was 21.5. All right. Set by me. Uh, <laughs> but we would have still been a second and a half off the pace that, that you were doing here today. So we wouldn't have stood a chance. Uh, Harvey, thank you so much for thank taking the time to spend, uh, spend time with me this evening. And congratulations to everyone at Ross Cottage on this endurance event, which has raised lots of money for Paul's Toy Foundation. Cheers, thank you very much. One of my favourite things is when sport and charity comes together. And that was shown in droves over last week. That was the West Wales Karting Pulse Tory Challenge, which ended up raising over £8,000 for Pulse Tory, which I think is going to offer over 300 hours of nurse at home care as well. If you want to see more from that event, have a look on the Facebook. It's Pure West Radio. And not only will you hear what the final result was, but you'll also hear from uh, Tony Marie, community fundraiser, and also Val, who nominated the trophy for the highest fundraiser as well. And if you're on the Facebook, you might as well get involved. You can chat with us on the Messenger. All you've got to do is head over to Pure West Radio. We'll be live on the Facebook after 8 o'clock as well. So send us your message. You can also tweet us at Pure West Radio. And you can email studio at purewestradio.com. We're going to take a break now for Cold Heart, Elton John and Dua But when we come back, we're going to be talking junior netball. Tenby Blues Festival returns on November the 12th to the 14th. Featuring American Mike Farris, Australian Georgia Van Etten and lots and lots of homegrown talent, including Errol Linton, Kyla Brox, the Kennelly Brothers, the Daybreakers and many, many more. For full information and to get your tickets, visit tenbyblues.co.uk. Get your mojo working at Tenby Blues Festival. Castle Hot Tubs are Wales's largest multi-award winning wellness company based right here in Pembrokeshire offering luxury hot tubs and swim spas to suit every need and budget. Check out their Pembrokeshire range of hot tubs inspired by the beautiful beaches and coastline of our county at castlehottubs.co.uk A warm welcome awaits at the new showroom on Vine Road in Johnston. Want to win a hot tub for a week? Tune into Pure West Radio every weekday morning at 10.45 and play Who's in the Hot Tub for your chance to win Castle Hot Tubs the friendly company big enough to cope small enough to care Seven Spice where the staff are oh so nice you'll love our Jalfrezi and special rice what's even better is our price this will have you coming back not once but twice Enough of all that rhyming. Malaki! The Seven Spice of Market Street, Halford West, offers the finest Asian cuisine, open six days a week. They offer a fine selection of Indian dishes to eat in or take away. Book your table now or place your order by visiting sevenspice.uk or call Aki on 01437 762 789. The Seven Spice, where the staff are oh so nice. That Change for Life is all about small changes to help make us and our families healthier. Like, a lot of food contains more sugar than you might think, and eating too much can make us put on weight, which may lead to heart disease, type 2 diabetes and even cancer. Making sugar swaps is a great way to stay healthy, and it's so simple. Instead of sweets, swap them for fruit. And for fizzy drinks, try no added sugar or sugar-free ones. Just check the label. It's easy to be food smart. For more help with sugar swaps, search Change for Life online. Follow Pure West Radio on Facebook. Wait a second. Search for Pure West Radio.
And welcome back to the Pure West Sports Show on a Monday evening in association with Pembrokeshire Properties. Sell your property with customer service that excels. Now, we are Pure West Radio. We are for Pembrokeshire and from Pembrokeshire. And for Pembrokeshire means that if you contact us, we're probably going to talk about what it is you want to talk about. And that's exactly what Rhiannon Homer did. She contacted us wanting to know more about the Pure West Sports Show and to highlight the junior netball season, which has kicked back off at Kyra Ellen. And so Fraser Watson took up the call and went down to see them. Well, it's a Saturday morning, which means the Pembrokeshire Junior Netball League is in full swing. And I'm delighted to be joined now by the chairman of that league, and that's Rianne Homer. And we're here in the Kyra Ellen facility in Halford West. And Rianne, thanks for joining us. And firstly, that's a relief it is to be back inside and playing this again, because obviously last winter was scuppered for obvious reasons. Yeah, it's absolutely lovely to be back indoors playing. Um, in the summer, we played modified netball outdoors, but we're back indoors for this season, um, for the winter season. Back to normal netball, back with our parents watching, because we lost them over the summer. So it's a lovely atmosphere back inside. Obviously, the main worry was for not just in netball, for so many sports in COVID, that youngsters would miss out on a year of development in certain sports. But on the, on the plus side, maybe they're coming back now more enthusiastic, having missed it. Have you noticed got a sense of that our numbers are high and like speaking with other coaches in the league their numbers are high and well a lot of the clubs are bulging on numbers and got to restrict numbers um yes they have lost that year they've lost this a lot of skills and things but they're coming back and they're stepping up and it's really nice to see so many girls so passionate for it now and for those listening unaware of the Pembrokeshire junior netball league just explain just the age group it runs over and the teams that are involved okay so we start at under 12s which is year five six seven then we go up to year eight and nine play under 14s and 10 and 11 play under 16s then Cool. And those matches run every Saturday morning? Yeah, so we're here. We've got matches going from 9am to 2pm normally on Saturdays. A mixture of teams, a mixture of age groups. You know, everybody plays everybody twice between October and end of April, beginning of May, really. And if there are youngsters or even parents listening to this who'd like to get involved, what would be your advice to them? The best way to find out is we've got a Facebook page, Pembrokeshire Apple Facebook page. I'd go on there and contact them, the, and then they'll pass you on to whichever region they need to go on to really or if you know that you're from Fishguide you're more than welcome to message us on Facebook page really yeah sure and you know netball is maybe not a sport that's always had the exposure it deserves or all the facilities it deserves maybe but that's changing a bit now isn't it there's a lot more on the television we're seeing it in events like the Commonwealth Games and so on and internationals are being broadcast live do you think that helps the younger generation that they now have heroes they can aspire to or they're watching on TV yeah definitely like look you see when I started with Fishguide then six years ago I never watched it on telly. We couldn't we couldn't watch it on telly, really. You know, when the facilities local weren't the best, we're really lucky that Half West are building a two-court facility next season. England have just been 
uh, out to New Zealand. They've all been on Sky Sports all the time. And then the Super League are going via YouTube this year. And they did last year. So you, the, every game will either be on YouTube or Sky Sports. It's yeah. got the coverage it needs. And of course, YouTube free to air, which makes a yeah, big difference which as makes well. it different, yeah. And you mentioned the new facility coming in half to West. Obviously, we've got a great court here. Are you finding that there are more courts available and more facilities for youngsters compared to when you yourself were a junior? Oh, definitely. When I was a junior, I don't think... I think we played outdoors, I think I played. When I was mm. playing for school, I certainly played outdoors. Well, in the winter, you can't do that. It's not safe. So the games were being cancelled and we were losing out. So to have Carrelen, have the college and have that new tooth court facility next year, definitely big, big plus for us. Now, I know you're pretty busy, obviously, with your role in Fishguard and, and chairman of this league. But last question, is it one you enjoy? You seem like it oh, does. I 100% like def I must enjoy it because the hours I give to and the hours every coach and empire, all the, everybody of the league, we definitely give a lot of hours. We've got to enjoy it. And I'm really so proud of these girls. They come in every week. Mondays they play, so train, sorry, and then Saturdays they play in the heart out for us. Excellent. Well, we look forward to giving you results a shout out each week anyway, but keep up the good work and thank we'll catch up with you soon. Yes, thank you. And talking of putting your heart and soul into playing some netball, Fraser also caught up with Lily and Millie. Well, it's a pleasure now to be joined by two players who are actually involved in the playing side of things in the Pembrokeshire Junior Netball League, and that's Millie and Lily here from the Fishguard team. Uh, first question to you, Millie, your, your enjoyment and representing Fishguard and how much you like being part of all this? Yeah, I love it. I play for the under-14s and I played for my primary school and I just... And is under-14s the first level you played at this league or did you play for other junior levels before that? No, I haven't. This is the first time you're glad you're involved? Yeah. And and then to you, Millie, how useful is it to have a facility like this in Kyrellin and and the courts available? Yeah, it's really nice. There's a really nice indoor court and there's five outdoor courts for the summer. Excellent. And and Millie, um, in terms of, obviously, you're playing games every Saturday, aren't you? So you're yeah. competing and you're looking to win. But is it a good friendship thing as well? You're getting to mix with friends and see people every Saturday. Is it a social side to it as yeah, well? Yeah, definitely. I've met loads of new people already. And yourself, Millie, do you find that, as well as friends on your own side, you're making friends with girls in other teams? Yeah, it's really nice because, I don't know, it's just it's good because you can talk to them. And most important question, are you enjoying being involved? Uh, Definitely. And yourself? Yeah. Great. Well, keep up the good work, girls, and look forward to seeing you on courts in the future. Thanks. <laughs> Fraser Watson catching up with Lily and Millie there, who played netball in the Pembrokeshire Junior League on Saturday. Before that, Fraser was catching up with Rhiannon Homer, the chairman of the Junior Pembrokeshire League. And if you want to find out all the latest scores, then Pembrokeshire Netball is where you need to head. It's at Pems Netball on Facebook if you want to go direct to their page. And as soon as their results are up from the weekend, we'll do our best to share them out for you. Coming up next, we're going to go from junior sport to long distance. So we mentioned that Ben's done some running over the last couple of weeks, as has Fraser Watson. Well, someone who takes that one step further, it is Oliver Simon. He's coming up after Subterranean Homesick Blues from Bob Dylan. John is in the basement mixing up the medicine. I'm on a pavement thinking about the government. The man in a trench coat batch out laid off says he's got a bad cough wants to get it paid off. Look out, kid, it's something you did. God knows when, but you're doing it again. You better duck down the alleyway looking for a new friend. The man in a coonskin cap in a pig pen wants $11 bills. You only got 10 
Hello, a very good evening to you. And if you're just joining us back from work, welcome home. This is the Pure Sports Show in association with Pembrokeshire Properties. Now, there was disappointment when Ironman Wales decided not to hold their event in Tembe and surrounding areas this autumn. However, the season did kick off in earnest and there has been some semblance of fixtures going on. And Oliver Simon has done his best to try and win as many as he can. And uh, he caught up with Fraser Watson in the week. Well, there was a Pembrokeshire winner of the recent Bolton Half Ironman, and that's a well-known triathlete in his parts, of course, Oliver Simon. I'm delighted to say he joins me on the Pure West Sports Show now. Oliver, firstly, congratulations. And, and how did, other than the win, how did the race go for you in Bolton? Yeah, it went really well. Thanks for having me on. Um, I mean, the weather was good for the duration, really, which is always a bonus, because it it's a technical course up there. I always knew it was going to be technical. The swim's fairly straightforward in, in the lake. We had a bit of a weed, a bit of weed to start as we got in, but it's always going to be fairly warm that time of year and shouldn't be any issues with the swim. But I knew the uh, the bike route was definitely challenging, even more so than kind of, you know, Ironman Wales territory. It was uh, definitely up and down and, you know, road surface in parts uh, wasn't the best, but managed to get through unscathed and um, onto the run and I mean I mean the hills didn't stop there the run was hilly as well but it was just nice to uh, get on that run course and still have the legs to be able to get a decent half marathon done. Obviously you're no stranger to, to competing in these events Ollie but going in was it was it a definite goal to win it or did you just have a time in mind? Yeah definitely um, I mean it wasn't it wasn't a fast course so I didn't I wasn't thinking of kind of you know, PBs and getting really fast times. It was definitely one of those courses that I just wanted to go up there, have a solid performance, and I knew if I put, like, a decent race together, I, sh- I should be up and definitely on the podium, and uh, I-, I did want to win the race, yeah. And coming into the, in the half marathon, at what stage did you did you realise that you, you probably were going to win it, or you at least had a very good chance of winning it? Yeah, well, um, it's a... Strange story, really. Basically, I, I did win it overall, and uh, obviously all the results will say that, but there was actually a, a pro athlete racing. Right. And um, obviously he wasn't eligible to be racing, age group racing, so he was actually ahead of me. So he was the first one across the line and broke the tape. So for all of the kind of, you know, a little bit of the bike and, you know, most of the run, I did have him in front of me. So until kind of the award ceremony, I was kind of, Second, right. basically that's that's what I was kind of happy with. I put a solid race together, and uh, you know that that's what I'd come in my head. But then, obviously, when the awards came, obviously there was 
pro-athlete status uh, made him yeah. ineligible to um, be an amateur athlete. So, uh, yeah, I managed to get a win that way. Oh, excellent. And, and so what's ahead for you now, Ollie? What have you got coming up in gyms this season and your goals for this season? Yeah, so this, this season's pretty much done now. I kind of... I had uh, I kind of did four races in five weeks, including that Bolton half. So I'd done a half in um, Bowood with Outlaw events and a Baller Olympic distance and Barry Sprint distance as part of the Welsh Super Series. Sure. So I managed to um, get the win in Barry and uh, you know clinch the Super Series. Then so I finished that with a win, and um, that's kind of the season done now. So it's kind of into the winter and um, think about what the goals are for next year then. Is it a relief to come out of this, this COVID break that we've all been on where events and, and other sports as well have been curtailed for so long and, and still be there competing at the top? Because we were all apprehensive, weren't we, in all our sports of how we came out of it and how we responded to it. So, you know, is, is it a relief to know that you're still up there amongst the top and, and you haven't lost anything in that respect? Yeah, I mean, during lockdown times and things like that, obviously we had long spells without swimming, probably the longest time I had without swimming, but... As it being one of my kind of main sports, it, it doesn't take me as long then to get back into it and to get myself up to a good standard. And obviously, during lockdown and spells where you've kind of, you know, got to get out and still exercise, like running and cycling was kind of, you know, one of the things that kind of got me through those lockdown sure. times because obviously those were things that we could do. I always knew, like, as you basically get, like, those you know, indoor trainers and things like that. So we've mm. kind of got setups that will keep us at the top end during those spells you know some people have come out of lockdown probably fitter than they were yeah that's before, right just because they've had you know less distractions other than their training and i i definitely think like my running because i've always suffered with injuries mm. and during lockdown because i didn't have that kind of you know i didn't have to get ready for races and obviously we had long spells without any races and i think it definitely helped me get back to decent running form so I could build up a lot slower That's good to hear and, and, and my last question obviously there was a major disappointment from Pembrokeshire point of view with Ironman Wales being postponed in September I guess understandable the reasons why we'll be seeing you in Tembe again in, in a few months in, in a, roughly just under a year's time now Yeah well I, I definitely like I mean I've got lots of plans for next year but I, I kind of got sent the uh, the priority link for uh, entering that race and uh, I did bite the bullet and enter it obviously <laughs> I have got options of you know, deferring for next the year after because I do kind of want to uh, qualify for the World Championships again in Hawaii, and they're only kind of four weeks apart. So it's um, it's just decisions we made like as and when how how things pan out through the year. But definitely, that's a race that I'd always want on. You know, if it would have gone ahead this year, I definitely would have wanted to be on that start line because it's obviously as a local yeah, and you get to race on your home roads and things like that in front of your home crowd. It's just. It's an amazing race to be part of. Sure, well, it's great to see you back, Ollie, and an Ironman events back as well. And congratulations on your win in Bolton. And, and we'll catch up with you when uh, when you get back racing again early next season. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Cheers. No problem. Thanks, mate. Oliver Simon there catching up with Fraser Watson talking about his recent Bolton win and the fact that he has already entered into Ironman Wales next year. Will we see him there? Will he be the first over the finish line? Only time will tell. We're going to turn our attention to rugby and football to bring us up to 8 o'clock when we'll be live with Fraser Watson and Gordon Thomas. And not forgetting, of course, we've got Mike Phillips on the show as well. Well, 
Rumours have it he's going to be donning a very old jersey in an upcoming fixture. So we're going to find out all about it and his new upcoming book release as well. First, Katy Perry and I Kissed a Girl. And we're going to go straight to him, to Steve Barnett, talking about what's going on at Half of the West Rugby Club. Former coach, or are you still coaching, Stephen Barnett? I'm I'm in the background, You're in the background, as normal. No, Steve, things are looking really good at Half West at the moment. There's a good crowd here today, and they they are currently unbeaten this season. And as we speak now, they're doing well. Yeah, they're doing very well, mate. We've got a good atmosphere here this year. We've got a good balance between the senior players and, and youth players that have come through the last couple of years. So we're at a big improving stage at the moment. Things are going okay. I expect a lot more of them than they're giving me at the moment, but they're doing they're doing very well. We've got the league starting in the middle of November, Steve. That's when the proper stuff oh, uh, yeah. starts. Yeah. You're saying about there's a good few youngsters coming through, which is promising. Plus you've got a couple of good old heads. So things are looking quite good for the league. Is this something that you would be targeting to try and win or is it just a, a still a development stage? Oh, we're still in development stage at the moment. Our first game will be against probably one of the strongest sides in the division, which is St Clair's. We've got the advantage of being at home, so that should be a bit more of a leveller for us. So uh, I'm, I'm expecting a very interesting day out. Uh, that'll, that'll test and see where we are. Yeah. What about the rest of the, the, the junior section? We've had the COVID situation for the last 18 months or so. Uh, is the junior section still as strong? Do the club still have a youth team? How, how is things going? The junior section is going very, very strong at the moment, but unfortunately, because the last few years with the boys coming through with the youth, um, that's a bit of a sore head for us at the moment, but that's something we're definitely working on, because as you know, that's that's the feeder for the club going forward, isn't it? Who is actually coaching the youth at the moment then, Steve? Do you, um, do you know? Is it? No, um, I think Andrew Andrew Thick is still involved. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't seen much of Andrew yet, but I think it's more to do with the boys haven't been turning up, like, you know, so okay. that's something that, we've got to push on. Yeah, that is a worry, Steve, when you think that... Most of our kids, our well, our own kids, Steve, started when they were in the probably 10 and 11 and stayed with the club and they played senior rugby. Do you think it's a little bit too early for some of the kids to be playing contact and competitive rugby at an early age and then we lose them at senior level? Do you think there's a bit of a problem with that? I think you've got to get the balance on that because you don't want a bunch of snowflakes coming through and yet at the same time you don't want to burn the boys out. So I think things could be adjusted for contact at a sort of later age than what they're doing now, but that's up to WIU. We can put things forward to them and uh, they make that final decision. All right, I'll go into a political sort of question now then, Steve. I don't, when, I don't when, do politics. When, when we were in school, it was only schools rugby. We were only had the Games Masters and we, we went through that process. Yeah, good crack. Schools, though. yeah, it was brilliant. Schools don't seem to have the same impetus as what they did years ago, probably down to PE teachers wanting, not wanting to go out on a Saturday for no extra pay, and I understand that. But do you think we've lost our way a little bit now that the clubs have taken it in hand? Yeah, that, that, is, like a, that is a political uh, question. I think the balance really is between the teaching staff and... Uh, believe it or not, technology these days. Yeah. And that comes with parents as well. I'm the old school where I like the kids to be outside doing outdoor stuff. But I'm also a fossil because the, the technology, that is what turns the world these days, you know. So we've got to get that balance somehow. 
Yeah, it is difficult. I understand where you're coming from exactly, but it, it just seems to me that, especially at grassroots level, we seem to lose too many youngsters going into senior level. I speak from first hand. My son didn't play for about four or five years, and I'll say thank you on air to you because you got him back to play when he was 25. He's here today playing, and that's why I asked those questions. So it's that's I felt as though I had probably pushed him a little bit too hard too early. Well, that, that, again, that's an interesting point and sometimes not in Josh's case but in, in other other people's cases because their parents do well they set themselves a target that they've got to hit that standard and all that and it's not about that it's about it's about the youngsters enjoying themselves finding where they are and, and just going with the flow yeah definitely hey Steve I, I can see things are really buzzing at the club at the moment and that's great to see because when we were kids the the club was probably the best that in the county was at our that life. particular it time, was, you yeah. know? and that's what enticed us to get uh, yeah. playing. It gave us an inspiration. I remember at to sixteen, play. you bought me my first pint. <laughs> I had my <laughs> run since. You have another pint? Not, since? not, a, not a few. <laughs> <laughs> no, Steve. On a serious note, I wish Halford West all the best for the forthcoming league campaign, and obviously yourself and the rest of the staff. And uh, I'll speak to you uh, in uh, the forthcoming future. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Gord. Like I say, we're on a development process here it'll take three four years and we'll soon see where we are then thank you steve barnett there catching up with gordon thomas talking about rugby in pembrokeshire and whether or not there is a good enough kind of feed through from the junior ranks to sustain a playing team and of course we're still in the round robin plate competition here in pembrokeshire until the league kicks off in the middle of november and we're going to catch up with uh with gethin bateman before eight o'clock who is actually being a fan of this new setup. So stick around for that. And also we'll be hearing from Brian Morris, chairman of Goodick Football Club as well. That's all coming up on the Pure Sports Show in association with Pembrokeshire Properties. Join us every Monday evening on the weekly Pure West Sports Show with Pembrokeshire Properties. All the very latest sports news from around the county as well as views, guests and gossip from our award-winning panel. Join us every Monday between 7 and 9 p.m. Pure West Sport, proudly sponsored by Pembrokeshire Properties. Buy or sell your next house with a truly local, fast-growing property agent. Pembrokeshire Properties, welcome home. Enjoy learning something new. Want to learn Welsh? Shemai, shuditi. Do we in hoffi dusty kamarai? Learning online is easier than you think. You can learn Welsh in your garden. You can learn Welsh from your kitchen. You can learn Welsh from your lounge. You can learn Welsh from your spare room. You can learn Welsh sat next to your dog. Courses start in September. Friendly tutors are there to help you learn and to make sure you have fun doing it. And the best part is, you can now do it from home. There's plenty of help available. The tutors are great. I'm enjoying learning Welsh. It's the most satisfying thing I've ever done. With 50% discount for beginners, what are you waiting for? Just sign up. Visit learnwelsh.cymru for full details. The Valero Community Update on Pure West Radio keeps you updated with the various projects Valero are supporting in Pembrokeshire. From sports clubs, schools, charities and musicians to members of staff from Valero who volunteer their time. We hear about the latest community projects Valero do to support our community on the last Wednesday of every month at 9.30am and 5.30pm only on Pure West Radio. If you miss it, catch up on the podcast at purewestradio.com. The Valero Community Update. Have you seen that change for life? It's all about small changes we can all make to be healthier, like trying to cut back fat. 
There can be a lot of hidden fat in our food, so for starters we just need to check labels and go for low-fat options. Simple. And take a bacon butty. That can be made healthier just by trimming the fat and grilling it rather than frying. Easy. That way we're cutting fat and reducing the risk of heart disease or stroke. It's easy to be food smart. For more ideas to help you and your family cut back fat, search Change for Life online. Tenby Blues Festival returns on November the 12th to the 14th, featuring American Mike Farris, Australian Georgia Van Etten, and lots and lots of homegrown talent, including Errol Linton, Kyla Brox, the Kennelly Brothers, the Daybreakers, and many, many more. For full information and to get your tickets, visit tenbyblues.co.uk. Get your mojo working at Tenby Blues Festival. Job Finder on Pure West Radio. If you've got staffing issues, we can help. Get the staff you deserve to help your business succeed. The Pure West Radio Job Finder. Pembrokeshire College has an exciting opportunity for a work-based learning contract and compliance manager to manage the work-based learning management information team. For more information or to apply, please visit purewestradio.com forward slash job finder. The Pure West Radio Job Finder. If you've got a vacancy for your business, we can help you fill it. Check out the website purewestradio.com or get in touch on 01437 764455. The Pure West Radio Job Finder. Get into Pure West Radio. Be 
Lost Good evening and welcome back to the Pure West Sports Show. Now, whatever... Well, you might not have been able to have played your football fixtures last weekend due to the rain and the waterlogged pitches. However, the weekend just gone was a different picture with sunny skies coming back, with most fixtures, if not all of them, going ahead as planned. And Gordon Thomas find himself chatting with Brian Morris, chairman of Goodick Football Club, after their good start to the season. But Brian makes some interesting comments about the standard of the Pembrokeshire League as it stands. I'm at the, uh, the Goodick Club some road game today, and I've uh, collared chairman of Goodick, Mr... Brian Morris. Brian Morris, as if I didn't need <laughs> reminding. Brian, Goodick had a, had a really good start of the season. Last time I saw him was out on the race course when they beat the bridge comprehensively 7-0. You must be pleased with how things are going with the first team at the moment. Oh, we are. It's, um, we've got a very, very strong squad. They put a lot of work in pre-season, which, you know, it's, it's reaping the benefits now, early days. Yeah. But uh, there is a you know, tremendous keenness and enthusiasm within, which is Wayne and Chris Morris, Nigel, Ben Leahy, you know, they are really putting lots of effort in. We've been struggling a bit with the second team, but with the boys coming back from injury, hopefully they're going to get a bit stronger. Yeah, the most important thing is to get off the season to a, a decent start, and you've yeah. certainly done that. You're playing Clarberson Road. We're talking before the game is actually played, Brian, yeah. but we would expect uh, Goodick to win that game today, and then it widens the gap. It's better to have, points, I think, points on the board than have games in hand. What do you think? Uh, it, it is, but w- today's game against Clarby, they, they always give us a, a hard game. It's always a battle against Clabby. They're up for it. It's a derby from them, and you know which which is what you want. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to be winning games ten, eleven. It reflects bad on the league. Then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you go back to prior COVID, and I would say the the five top teams in Premiership were in the five were in the top eight in West Wales. Yeah. I don't think you can say that at the moment. You know. No, it's obviously a little bit of a divide because of the COVID. We yeah. had that period where there's been a lot of unrest. Yeah. Players who would normally play haven't come back, or they have been the refreshing uh, part of new players coming into the squad. Yeah. You're kind of sort of saying that the standard has dropped a little bit from a couple of years ago, do you think? I, I, think, I think it has. I in, think in, it, what re- in, in what respect then, Brian? I, I don't know, like you said, it might be COVID. It, yeah. it might be blokes struggling to, to put the same effort back in. Uh, yeah. They might have been shopping with their wives now, and all of a sudden that, <laughs> that is expected. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, Look, I, looking a little bit further afield, then, Brian, obviously, Goodick, the senior setup is excellent. How is the junior setup looking? Because of COVID, have they been able to train? Are we back with the junior setup? What, what is the setup at Goodick? Well, we've um, we've got a very very good under sixteen side, which pre COVID they were under fourteens and they were unbeaten for that season. They yeah, uh, through the West Wales quarter final, through the Pembrokeshire Cup later stages, yeah. and they were top of the league. And you know, unfortunately, the season was curtailed early. They've moved now into under sixteens. They're filling out. Uh, they had a good win against Clarby this morning, seven nil. Um, they're very good. Uh, yeah. So the whether we can hold on to all them and get them through, it's going to be difficult how many you bring through into the yeah. seconds next year. Yeah. Yeah. And then we've started in under 12s and we've got an under 11s, which, so, you know, the work that has been done, Chris Morris again with the, the under 16s, and uh, then we've got Ben Leahy, 
um, Wayne Jones with the under-12s, Clear Tobin's giving Ben a hand, and then with the under-11s, you've got Shauna Sullivan, Steph Hayes is giving him a hand. Yeah. So it's, it's good, really, that we've got players who are putting something back, you know. I think I think that's really important, Brian. At the yeah. end of the day, a lot of players just turn up on a Saturday, yeah. put their boots on, and just go out and have a game. Yeah. They don't realise how much work and effort has to go in. I mean, you being chairman of a club, yeah. obviously played, yeah. coached, managed, yeah. you've done it all. Yeah. So it's important to have people like yourself at the club. Do you yeah. think? Oh yeah, you know, and there are people who, when I was you know playing, used to look up to you know then. They set the standards, you try and maintain those standards, and then you try and develop people underneath you to come in and take over from you. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. that's the important thing. You know, I mean, I think amateur sport throughout the county, all sports, you struggle to get volunteers. You know, it, Definitely. it, it, is, it, Definitely. it is a struggle. It is a struggle. But a job shared is a job to have, isn't it? Of course it is. You know. Yeah. There's a lot of people who talk the talk, Brian. Once they've had a couple of pints after the game, they follow you know, what they're going to do and what they aren't going to do. Oh, yeah. But the proof is in the pudding when you turn up on a Tuesday night when it's pouring with rain and you have to sort out the changing room, sort out the kit. Yeah. You know, all you need people like that, don't you? Oh, the yes. unsung heroes yeah. are important in any club. Oh, they, they, are, the most, they are the most important people. The ones you can rely on, it goes down there when no one knows, they'll open the change rooms up and clear out the change rooms for the people to come in and it's a less, one less job for something else. Yeah, you know? exactly. Anyway, Brian, it's nice to talk to you, you again. Mm-hmm. And I can see there's an excellent structure at Goodick. Mm-hmm. Uh, wish, it, wish you all the best for the forthcoming season. Cheers We're good. only about four games in, there's a long way to go. Oh, there's going to be a lot of football played, yeah. but I wish you and the club all the best. Cheers, God. Thanks. Appreciate that. Gordon Thomas catching up with Brian Morris there, chairman of Good Football Club, who's claimed that back in the day, five teams in Pembrokeshire were probably some of the best in West Wales, if not the whole of Wales, but that that standard has slipped and that the scores that are being posted at the moment might be more than just a symptom of people coming back from COVID. What are your thoughts? Let us know. We're going to be live on Facebook after eight o'clock with uh, Gordon Thomas and Fraser Watson and Mike Phillips as well. You can contact us on Messenger, on the Facebook, or you can tweet us at Pure West Radio. We've got Ariana Grande coming up. And lastly, before eight o'clock, Fraser Watson caught up with Gethin Bateman of St. David's Rugby and also the Pembrokeshire Vikings. I was a liar, I gave into the fire. I know I should have fought it, at least I'm being honest. Feel like a failure, cause I know that I failed you. I should have done you better, cause you don't
Welcome back. You are listening to Pure West Sport in association with Pembrokeshire Properties. And lastly, before we go live on our Facebook, Fraser Watson caught up with Gethin Bateman, player, coach of St. David's Rugby after their win over Langham on the weekend. And also another impressive turnout for the Pembrokeshire Vikings. Here is Gethin Bateman chatting with Fraser Watson. Well, it's been a busy rugby weekend for our next guest here on the Pure West Sports Show, and that's Gethin Bateman, the player coach of St. David's RFC, who was also involved with the Pembrokeshire Vikings for their game with the Swansea Gladiators on Sunday. Firstly, Geth, from a St. David's point of view, tough battle down in Langham as always. Must be delighted with that result. Oh yeah, absolutely delighted. Uh, words can't express how we're feeling last night. It's been a tough battle. Firstly, we haven't had any competitive rugby for you know, months and months now. And then getting back into it, results haven't quite gone our way. Um, so yesterday was a really big day for the club. And uh, you know, the result went our way in the end. It was a great battle, but uh, it went our way. And, uh, I couldn't be more delighted. You, you say results haven't gone your way so far, but you know, is a young squad. There have been at last signs of improvement at St David's, I think, in these last couple of weeks. He went very close in Pembroke Dock, good performance in the second half against Halford West, and then good at times against Naden, but ultimately all games that ended in defeat. How important is it now for this young group, and I say young, I don't include you in that, but um, for this group to have got over the line and to have got a winning feeling under their belts? Yeah, it, it's massive for us. I mean, you're right, we are, myself excluded, we're a young <laughs> squad, a developing squad, and... You know, my, my job now really is, is more of a coach than a player, 99% of the time. And the team need results to show that all the hard work they've put in in training actually has some sort of uh, value. And the boys have trained hard. And, you know, Pembroke Dock, the first game, it was a real body blow not winning that game. We took lots of positives from half-west performance, as you say. And, and there were good parts to the other games we've played since then. But uh, wins are what counts. Wins are what everybody sees on the board. And, uh, you know, Saturday was massive for us. We've got Cardigan now next week in a rearranged fixture. And a win there actually puts us middle of our bowl group, which, you know, I would have been delighted with if you'd offered me that at the start of this season. Absolutely. And on the final word on this bowl competition, obviously it can be a hindrance for teams. We know that you're often travelling away for long one-off fixtures. But do you think they've scheduled it well this year, the way they've done it? They've, they've done it in a round-robin format. It's allowed teams to get back together, to get competitive rugby under their belts and, and to maybe build a squad a bit ahead of the league season. I have to be honest, when, when I first was told that was a format, I wasn't a big lover of the idea. I thought it took away some of the focus on perhaps developing and trying to improve in the league. But now, having sort of been involved in it, and we've almost come to the end, it's actually been a really exciting and different competition. The, the crowds and some of the local derbies have been fantastic, better than I remember them in some of the league games in more recent times. So it's obviously there's a bit of a bounce back from COVID, but I actually think it's been great. And from a St. David's perspective, it's given us the opportunity 